to this episode of Law Girl. I'm Jasmine Dea coming to you from my personal injury law firm, JD & Co., located in Midtown Toronto. Whether you are in Canada or in the U.S., you've heard that various businesses have been ordered to close. Failure to close could result in a fine. In Ontario, essential businesses are permitted to stay open, and while law firms fall under this category, many firms have chosen to close their doors to the public and instead have people work remotely. In this episode, I will tell you what is happening at law firms and in particular what happened at my law firm, which fits the classification of a small business. I graduated from law school in 2005. During law school, while an articling student, associate, partner, and law firm owner, not once have I heard a proper discussion about the business of law, other than behind closed doors, and even those aren't very candid discussions. I've decided to keep it real and let you in on what is really happening right now. Before I begin, I want my clients to know that although there will be delays in many of your cases due to the court's closure and various proceedings being adjourned as they cannot proceed right now, please do not worry. I am continuing to work on your files and continue to be available for all of you. On Saturday, March 14, 2020, I was scheduled with a business meeting over drinks at D-Bar. For those of you not from Toronto, D-Bar is an upscale lounge at the Four Seasons Hotel, a place I'm often seen at, or I should say a place I was often seen at. Saturday night usually gets busy to the point where they put out the velvet rope. To avoid having to wait for a table for my meeting, I showed up a half hour early, which I didn't mind. I thought I could reply to some email and sip on a drink as I waited. Back then, I was bombarded with so much email every second of every day and never quite felt caught up. That night, there was no line. I was seated immediately as only half the tables were taken. At that point in time, people were talking about the coronavirus, but I thought people were maybe overreacting. In fact, the day before, so that was the Friday, my firm had lunch together as one of my law clerks was moving on after recently getting married and now living a distance away. She had just returned from a trip to China where she visited her family. She was telling us at lunch that she would miss us, but that she would not be hugging us goodbye due to fear over the coronavirus. We all respected her wishes. I recall being mildly amused by her comments, maybe even joking about them. Little did I know that she had insight about what we would be facing after her recent trip, insight that I could not have ever imagined. Going back to the Saturday night at D-Bar, I could feel that something wasn't right. They didn't have the popcorn or the trail mix on the tables. I asked for popcorn and my server said they weren't putting snacks out on the tables, but that she would definitely get some for me. As my meeting finished up, I got a text from a friend who is also an amazing mortgage broker asking if I was out and if she could meet me. She recently had a baby and was hoping to have a fun night. Actually, she said she needed a fun night. I told her that it seemed like an off night. I told her that I had plans on Thursday evening, so to save her night out for a few days. Little did I know that drinks on Saturday, March 14, 2020 would be my last night out for many months. Had I known, I would have totally taken my girlfriend out. Now she's stuck waiting a lot longer than just a few days. On Sunday, March 15, 2020, I recall waking up early and heading to the office to clear a pile of work on my desk, as I often do. 
I recall getting home Sunday afternoon and joining my husband on the sofa. He did not even look up from the television to say hi to me. I stared at the television and realized immediately that things were not looking good. I continued to sit on the sofa and watch the news for the next hour or two, and then anxiety started. My husband and I were discussing next steps at both our businesses. Did we need to do anything? Could we just continue on with business as usual? Within 24 hours, I went from thinking that everyone was overreacting about the coronavirus to suffering from immense concern and anxiety about what was coming our way. Then I saw the announcement on TV. Now this is still Sunday, and my phone started sending me all sorts of alerts. The courts would be closing on Tuesday, March 17, 2020. In my world, that was huge. How could the courts simply close, and for how long? How would I move my files forward? I had motions, pretrials, and trials ramming my calendar until mid-2021. I actually have a trial scheduled beyond that, believe it or not. On Monday, March 16, 2020, I arrived at the office around 6.45 in the morning and got to work. Like every day, I was scheduled from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Getting in early gave me some time to work because I wouldn't have time again until the evening. If I wasn't in a proceeding, then my days were scheduled in increments of 30 minutes starting at 10 a.m. It was exhausting, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Unbeknownst to me, Monday, March 16, 2020 was my last exhausting calendar-filled day for the foreseeable future. That day, my office manager came to talk to me twice. I admittedly got annoyed the first time because I was in the middle of things and she wanted to chat about a few staff issues. The first time, I recall asking if it was urgent and if we could just discuss it later. She said yes, that was fine. I had the news on in the background that day, and as the day progressed, my anxiety increased. Restaurants and bars were being asked to close. In later days, they were ordered to close. The second time my office manager came in, I knew what it was about. She sat down and told me that people were not doing well at the firm. I knew this before she told me. While I was taking calls and in meetings all day, one by one, my upcoming proceedings were being canceled. My office manager and staff had no idea that my thoughts were way beyond what they were thinking at that moment. That day, the Windsor Court's trial coordinator had called me to tell me that my motion the following day was not going ahead. I said I was aware that the courts were closing and I appreciated the call. She told me to show up on June 6, 2020, and I would be on a list with all the matters that were adjourned from the time that the court was closed. And on that day, on June 6, 2020, with all those other matters, I would be told the next day I would be heard. The next day that matter would be scheduled. June, I thought to myself. That would mean that I wouldn't actually get a new date for this motion until sometime at the end of the year or perhaps going into 2021. What did this mean for all the upcoming proceedings that were scheduled in my calendar? I guess those would all be delayed also. New client calls significantly decreased that day. Understandably, everyone was focused on the virus. Discoveries and mediations one by one for the next few weeks were being canceled. I was getting emails from defense lawyers all day to reschedule proceedings that we had booked 8 to 12 months prior. I was told that court reporters' offices were closing with no idea of when the offices would reopen. Getting back to my office manager... 
I let her talk, and uh, I recall telling her I already knew. Again, they didn't realize I had already been thinking about the situation and the firm. I'd been thinking about it since the day before and all day Monday. The staff were not comfortable at the office and they were unable to concentrate given the ongoing stream of negative news on that Monday. I understood, but I had a bigger issue. There was an immediate drop-off in work and that would continue into the foreseeable future. This was going to impact the bottom line. Not just a little, but could actually be detrimental to the survival of my law firm. I had no choice but to make a decision that became increasingly obvious to me as the day progressed. I had to lay off some employees. There was not going to be enough work. There was actually going to be a shortage of work. On top of that, my staff weren't even able to focus on work. Some law firms waited to close their physical offices. Some firms remain open. Some have yet to make these decisions about layoffs and closing their offices. I made them quickly, and I made them for the survival of my law firm. I made them with a view of looking ahead to ensure that my staff had a firm to come back to. Law firms don't discuss the business side of things for various reasons. After an interview I had a few months ago where I discussed the business of law, I was told by an older lawyer, a respected lawyer in the profession, that I was a professional, not a business owner, and not to forget that. I respect the individual and didn't say much to him, but I'm sorry, I disagree with the comment. I consider myself as both. A law firm is very much a business that provides professional services. As any business, there are fixed expenses that must be paid despite decreased revenue. Cost-cutting measures are necessary to stop the bleed. There is only so much loss a business can take before going bankrupt. While my revenue has decreased, I have immense concern for businesses such as restaurants, bars, and hotels that have absolutely no revenue. How can any business survive? the complete halt to revenue while continuing to have fixed expenses, and not just for a few weeks, but rather a few months, ongoing indefinitely. I am deeply concerned about my city, my country, and globally. What will we see in the months and years ahead is like nothing our economy has experienced. It will be worse than the financial crisis and worse than the Great Depression. Some say the bounce back will be faster than what some expect, but I don't know how anyone can predict that without knowing when businesses will reopen. We are left with a lot of unknowns, but what is known is that there will be financial hardship for many people around the world. At the end of the day, on Monday, March 16th, I met staff at my firm individually to convey the news, the changes that would be happening at my firm. I discussed everything privately with each individual so that they could have discussions with me and I could answer any questions that they had that they wanted to have answered. To my surprise, some appreciated the layoff. A few live with older parents. Some felt they could not concentrate on work right now. Regardless of how the news was taken, I felt horribly. On the way home, I asked my husband to have a stiff drink ready for me. That's not a normal request from me, by the way. He had made dinner for our family that night as I got home a bit late. When I got home, there was a plate out for me and a drink. 
I sat at the table alone and in my thoughts, concerned about my staff, concerned about my firm, concerned about the city, concerned about everything. As a business owner, I feel responsible for the livelihood of all the people that I employ. As a lawyer, I feel responsible for all my clients and their lawsuits. As a mother, I feel responsible for my three children. These are all normal responsibilities for me and ones that I enjoy having. But suddenly, I felt weight on my shoulders, immense weight that I had never felt before. Tuesday, March 17, 2020, I told my kids they were coming to the office with me. I couldn't leave them home alone, and I needed to work. They were still on March break, and their March breaks had been canceled. I recall arriving early to a dark office building, the building that I just purchased in November 2019, the building that now has my name on top of it. I wanted to cry, but at the same time, I did not want to cry because I had to get to work. I had to make this work. My firm has always been my happy place. Without it bursting with people and with excited energy, it wasn't a firm. It was just an empty building. I had to forge ahead. I had to persevere through this pandemic if I wanted it to be what it was. A couple of hours later, another lawyer arrived. I recall telling him that we had to continue to work. Things were going to get worse, but we needed to float the boat so that the staff that I had laid off would have a firm to come back to. My firm went from having a phone that was ringing off the hook, email every second, people in and out, we could barely catch our breath, to almost a complete halt. There's always work for me to do on my files. And as a business owner and operator, there's always lots for me to do. I also have other business ventures that occupy my time, but the firm that I once had is currently unrecognizable to me. It's not just my firm, but most firms. People are working remotely, but there's a lot of work that just can't be done remotely or as efficiently. To add to that, we've got the court closure and court reporters' offices not open. The main concern facing law firms right now is that there continue to be significant expenses with decreased revenue. For firms that work on contingency fee arrangements like mine, meaning that we don't get paid until we settle, the delay in files caused by canceled proceedings means a delay in revenue. For those firms that bill on an hourly rate, there is concern that some clients will not be able to pay their bills for work already completed or for future work. There is a secondary concern that is for the future. Although employment lawyers, bankruptcy and insolvency lawyers, and likely divorce lawyers will do well, this will not be the case for other areas of law that will see a downshift in business. With the world halting in the way that it has, there is and will be less work for a prolonged period of time, yet there will be the same number of lawyers out there. The third concern is how do we get back to where we were and when will that happen? Can we ride out the storm? If the owner of a law firm, whether big or small or managing partner of a, of a law firm, is not thinking about these issues, then it's going to be even more painful in the future when they realize that these are the thoughts they should have been having. They should have been formulating a plan for the road to recovery. Not thinking ahead does not mean that you don't have issues at the, or that you will not have issues. Get your head out of the sand and think and plan. Failing to plan means failing, sorry, failing to plan means planning to fail. 
March break came to an end after that first week, but the kids did not go back to school. That meant that I was dealing with the law firm and now had to balance the kids and eventually their online learning. I recognize that I am blessed to have everything I have, but I too have days that aren't easy, more so now than ever. In the next episode, I will talk to you about mother guilt. Signing off, Jasmine Dea, Law Girl.